Do you know what? Mm. I really miss the fact that fake Keith doesn't come to the podcasts anymore. Oh, I know. There's yeah. a big yeah. space on the sofa it, next it, to me. Kind of oh. the, she used to add something substantial. Yeah. I'm here. A, a certain je ne sais it's, quoi. it's almost as if I can still hear her voice. Yeah, That's because I'm here. Yeah. It's almost like she's in the room mm. with her yeah, presence is here. I'm in yeah. the room with you now. I'm I'm here. I miss her. Yeah. Yeah. We live yeah. in the same... We sleep in the same bed. <laughs> oh, Hello. Oh, hello, Carol. Hello. Hello, thank you. God, I'm going back to college. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in a long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. <laughs> and I, yes, I am... Sleeping in the shed. I've missed that. <laughs> she doesn't do it. Aww. The ritual humiliation yeah. you get at the beginning yeah. of every podcast. Yeah. Oh. It's half term at the moment, so I've, I can be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jean doesn't do it, and these two just roll their eyes at me. I don't mm. blame them. <laughs> well, you do realise Karen's on a course for creative writing, and she's going to write some very creative things about you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not frightened to read stuff out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, without further ado, strange presences in the lounge besides. It's the news Oi. with El... <laughs> it's the news with El Presidente. Yay! Doctor Who news. Oh, yeah. Big Finish sharing a load. For the love of audio mongery, those big finishers <laughs> have been busy announcing a whole raft of new Doctor Who audio adventures. Ooh. To celebrate 40 years of Colin Baker's Sixth Doctor, the there is to be a Colin new three-disc box set called The Quinn Dilemma. <laughs> this will cram in six stories featuring the Sixth Doctor with numerous companions including Perry, Mel, Flip and Constance. This will be out sometime next month. Ooh. Christopher Eccleston's Ninth Doctor's latest box set features Bernice Summerfield. Doctor Who colon the Ninth Doctor Adventures colon Buried Threat is out sometime this month. Meanwhile, Peter Davison's Fifth Doctor is bringing back the novel adaptations with an audio version of Paul Cornell's Virgin Misadventure, Misadventure? (laughs) Missing Adventure, Goth Opera. This three-disc set features companions Nissa and Tegan and will be released in July. Blimey, they're going Opera. Opera. Opera was really good. Oh, OK. I can't believe it's 40 it. years since Colin Baker mm. started as a sixth doctor. Well, I can't yeah. believe it's not butter. Yeah. <laughs> Which means it's 40 years since Davison stopped being the doctor. He's done very true. I thought, I thought I was older than you I are. would have been <laughs> at that point in time, if you see what I mean. No. No, <laughs> no. no I, only by about... For, for Sorry, can, can, we, can we break down that sentence? You on, thought. Welcome back, Karen. You. you thought you were older than you would have been at that time. Yes, at that time I would have been 19, uh, 18, 19, 40 years ago. 
when Colin became the Sixth Doctor, I thought I was older than that. I thought I was about 21, 22. <laughs> if, if you were, like, 19 when uh, Davison ended, you were then a bit older when Colin Baker started. It's called the passage of time. It happens to us all. Uh, uh, you uh, are totally misunderstanding what I am saying. Some of that actually <laughs> makes sense. Or, um, <laughs> uh, 40 years <sighs> since the end of... Peter Davison's round, open, bland Very face. Honest face. <laughs> Star Trek. Oh yeah. Section thirty-one now shooting. Ooh. With Star Trek colon Discovery awaiting its last zombie shuffle to screens in April, we now have confirmation that its spin-off TV film Star Trek colon Section Thirty-One has begun filming. Mm. This will feature the exploits of Michel Yeoh's mirror universe Philippa Georgiou in the Federation's super-secret Section 31 Dirty Tricks Department. So far as we know, none of the other STD regulars will be making an appearance. Expect to see this special movie event on Paramount+, Plus, possibly before the end of the year, or if not, certainly sometime next year. Mm. Hmm. Don't know much about that, but it uh, could be fun. No, we'll have to wait and see. Originally, obviously, it was meant to be a miniseries, yeah. which was morphed into a film. Well, it was a miniseries, so. then we had the pandemic... And, yep. and the Oscar things. win. Yeah, the Oscar win. So she sort of priced her, got priced out of the arrangement. She's very busy recently, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Rogue Trooper. Animated film incoming. Ooh. 2000 AD, the weekly British comic magazine, is mostly known for their Judge Dredd series. But it goes far beyond that. Another of their well-regarded series is Rogue Trooper. And that has an animated film on the way. Mm. According to the press release... Rogue Trooper tells the story of 19, a genetic infantryman who finds himself the sole survivor of an invasion force. Desperate to track down the traitor who sold him and his comrades out, the super soldier is accompanied by three killed-in-action squadmates whose personalities have been stored in his gun, helmet and rucksack. This new film is being written and directed by Duncan Jones... David Bowie, son. ...of Moon, Source Code and Warcraft fame. Can I just say, Crumbly, that your goatee looks really nice. Oh, thank you. You didn't have it last time I was here. No, it's something to do. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> you were mid-sentence. You continue. <laughs> she did that deliberately, you know. You don't comment about my goatee, except for it's a bit long. You can have it shaved. <laughs> trimmed, I said trimmed. Well, come on, I could tie it to your pubes without actually having to stretch any of the hairs. <laughs> I really didn't want to know that. <laughs> what you seem to be going above and beyond your usual... What are, you two, what are you two doing in the privacy of your own bedroom? She's making up for lost time. I think she is, yeah. Um, where was I? <laughs> the impressive voice cast include the likes of... Oh, I'm really going to screw these up. Aaron Barnard... As Rogue Trooper, I apologise if I've mangled that name. And you're in. Plus Hayley Atwell, Jack Loden, Reese Smith, Spit, <laughs> Reese Shearsmith, Matt Berry, Diane Morgan, Asa Butterfield, and Sean Bean. Because he's going to die. Mm. Yeah, indeed. Yep. Producer Stuart Finnegan spoke of the tech involved. The advancements in Unreal Engine 5 and the inclusion of metahuman rigs mean that it is now possible to achieve a very high standard of animation within an indie budget. Production is expected to finish in 2025. Mm. 
People have complained about some of the 3D animation in Doctor Who. Yeah. Particularly... Hello. Web of Fear, is it? Web of Fear. We don't know how quite how the Sistral toy make is going to turn out, but a similar tech Yeah, uh, the base. So, yeah, if you've got the money, you've got the time, then but I think you can make it work quite well. But that's yeah. it. I mean, if, if it's not being finished until 2025, yeah. that shows that they are going to be putting a lot of time into it. Mm, yeah. Mm. There again, I mean, how many Judge Dredd movies have they been? Was it three, isn't it? Three. Mm. Uh, Sylvester... What's his face? Mm-hmm. Live action. Obviously, got the two, but yeah, there have been some fan films. If you there's want been to a hell of a lot of fan films, mm-hmm. but the yeah. the professional ones. There's only been major budget two, mm-hmm. and the uh, second one was the best. Second mm-hmm. one was a lot better. And yeah. 2018 is now owned by Rebellion. Yes, mm-hmm. who, who is a computer game company? Is a computer game company. Is a oh, computer right. game yeah. company. Yeah. So they should know the tech. Michael Jaston. Dead. 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 Actor Michael James, a.k.a. No. Michael... Yeah. Yes. Actor Michael James, a.k.a. Okay. Michael Jaston. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> She's back. You, you carry on, sweetie. Actor Michael James, a.k.a. Michael Jaston, has gone to the Macca's yard, aged... 88. A good innings. The British actor is best known... Sorry, Jean, can I just... Every time, every time someone's like nearly 90, you go, hmm, as if it's not a good innings, you're going to be dead by 63. (laughs) I have foreseen it in the tea leaves. That's not a good innings. It's going to be a horrific accident involving a cucumber. Oh, really? I'd like to make 90 at least. (laughs) So in four years' time, we'll be sitting here going, Jean Riddler, dead. (laughs) No, no, she's fine. She's going to live to be 100. One, but him, <laughs> he's a dead man. Yeah. So, what's going to happen to the cucumber? Oh, they have to cremate it with him. All right. yeah. It's just unsavable it, it and irretrievable. It took him <laughs> three hours to get the smile off his face. Yep, that's a, Sorry, Jim, carry we, on. We digress. <laughs> this solemn bit of the nose. <laughs> the British actor is best known to the likes of us as the villainous Valyard in Doctor Who. Yeah, the boatyard. Specifically during Colin Baker's trial of the Time Lord season and in numerous big Finnish audio plays since. Beyond that, he played Peter Gilliam in the Alec Guinness Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy miniseries, which was absolutely brilliant, hmm. and then went on to narrate most of John Le- John Le Carey's novels. Only Fools and Horses fans will know him for playing Raquel's hmm. Father James. Other roles include being in Tales of the Unexpected, A Bit of a Do, Cluedo, The Darling Buds of May, Midsummer Murders, and As Quillia in Quillia. Mm. Question. Yeah. Mm. Name me a British actor of a certain age that hasn't been in Midsummer Murders. I think they've all been in <laughs> They have, yes. <laughs> it's Midsummer Murders, Harry Potter, or any version of Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was at Tooville um, yeah. back yeah. in September. He was apparently quite a short illness, but yeah, he's in fine health and yeah he was very lively yeah, yeah. I'm school all of us yeah. I think we'd all Especially like it to be a very quick short illness when <laughs> well, it comes to it yeah. talking of which Carl Weathers dead, dead. dead. Mm. actor and director Carl Weathers has suffered a TKO to death age 76 Ooh. In recent years, Weathers has portrayed the Star Wars character Grief Karga mm. in The Mandalorian, as well as directing two episodes. He would likely have been involved in the upcoming film and fourth season but sadly not now his big break came in playing Apollo Creed in the first few Rocky films. But other film roles include Predator, Magnum Force, Action Jackson, Hurricane Smith, Happy Gilmore, and Toy Story 4. TV roles included being on The Six Million Dollar Man, Kung Fu, Starsky and Hutch, The Shield, Arrested Development, as himself, I believe, ER, <laughs> Chicago Justice, 
and the modern Magnum P.I. Mm. Arnie wrote a really nice tribute to him on Instagram. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, he shared some pictures from the making of uh, Predator and that. Yeah. Said some really good stuff. This one was particularly a shock, because obviously he's been working very recently on yeah. Mandalorian yeah. and mm. directing, yeah. and he was apparently yeah. in good health. But, uh, mm, yeah, blimey. he just went to bed one night and... Uh, Didn't wake up, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. a shame, because a you know, great character in Mandalorian. I expected to see more of him. Yeah. But... This next one I wasn't aware of. Mm. Hinton Battle. Dead. 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 Actor, singer and dancer Hinton Govorn Battle Jr. has danced to death, aged only 67. Yeah. Battle was best known to the likes of us as the dancing demon sweet in the musical Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode, Once More with Feeling. He also portrayed the cat in the first pilot for the US version of Red Dwarf. In the original Quantum Leap, he played Thames, a hologram to the evil Leaper. Besides winning numerous awards on Broadway, he also co-directed and choreographed Evil Dead, the musical. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because he he was damn good in uh, Once More with Feeling. He was, yeah. Yeah. He he was wearing a zoot suit, wasn't he? And he was just red-faced. And And I'm not surprised. I didn't realise he was chosen to be the cat, but yeah. 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 You can see it. He didn't do too much film and TV. He was mostly a Broadway. No, stage man, Yeah. 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 I have an addendum. Oh, what yeah. is your addendum? Jodie Auckland Whitaker. Dead. Auckland. No, she's not dead. Good, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know her mid- until I looked it up on Wikipedia. Her middle name is Auckland. Yeah, oh, anyway. she was conceived. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an old family name, actually, but no. Nah, we'll go with our rude version. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be in the next uh, Celebrity Bake Off, Stand Up to Cancer. So she's going to be making cakes and crying, probably. (laughs) I I do think they have missed a trick with that one. Why? Because they haven't got Mandip Gill on. Both of them together. They'd never get anything. Food fights. It'll be be the Derry Girls all over again. (laughs) (laughs) There's uh, quite a decent list. Well, Mandip Gill would only be sort of featured very occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, she wouldn't be in the first task at all. (laughs) Yeah, we've got Jodie Whittaker, Paloma Faith, Munya Chihuahua, Spencer Matthews, Danny Dyer, Rod Gilbert, Yinka Bikini, I've never heard of, mm-hmm. Lee Francis, David O'Doherty, Oti Mabuse, Gabby Logan, Susie Ruffle, I love Susie Ruffle, Dermot O'Leary, Greg James, Fern Brady, Mel B, the Reverend Richard Cole, Sarah Cox, Joe Locke, and Adam Hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard about five of those. Uh, <laughs> no, all of them except the one that I read out. Okay. So sorry, one I read out. Good lineup. That really is, yeah. isn't it? Okay. And I know you're not a Danny Dyer fan, no. but he's Danny very Dyer. good value on and 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown. Which when he's Danny in... Dyer, though? Oh, the dad. Oh, the dad. <laughs> not the daughter. Not no. the daughter. I mean, Danny yeah. Dyer named his daughter Danny, Danny. Dyer. Dyer. Oh, just okay. It's okay. just spelled differently. Well, yeah. But no, he's very good value on 8 out of 10 Cats Does Countdown when he's in Dictionary Corner protecting Susie Dent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he still the landlord of the King uh, Queen Vic? No, I think they killed him off. I don't know. Because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. EastEnders, I don't know about you, I can find that no, 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 okay, no, we're sorry. Any more addendums? Um, uh, The last season of Star Trek Picard Uh Mm -hmm. has apparently swept up at the Saturn Awards. Yeah, you've got uh, each each character, each actor got a major award for something, either best character or best supporting character. For any, any moment, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm counting Will Wheaton amongst them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Bryce. He'll never die. <laughs> I have another addendum. Tom Baker. No. Oh, God, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in. Yeah. Tom Baker and William Russell, we have to keep checking now while we're podcasting. The Time Meddler, yeah. Peter oh, yes. Butterworth. Oh, yes. 
Um, Recently, the German archives released a load of war documents that have gone on display at the National Archive in London. Right. And among them were Peter Butterworth's prisoner of war records. Oh, right. Yes. He was in... Oh, what was it? Stalagluft three, mm-hmm. and wow. he basically was part of the Great Escape and the Wooden Horse, mm-hmm. which was another escape. Mm-hmm. He was one of the people who basically had all the mud down his trousers and walked around <laughs> the yard, sort of. At, but mm. he was on the organising committee for the Wooden Horse, the mm. other famous escape. Right. And um, what uh, me and Keith were talking about this, and what amazed well, it doesn't really amaze me. His son. It was a revelation to him. He didn't know mm. because, like so many of the men at that time, they didn't talk about oh, it. No. As, yeah. I, as I've told Keith, yeah. um, my grandfather, we knew he'd been in prison of war camp, yeah. and we didn't know anything about it because he wouldn't talk about it mm. until three blokes showed up at his funeral with chestfuls of medals, and he was a freaking hero. Yeah. And he would never talk about mm. it. Yeah. But Peter Butterworth, you're the dude. Yeah. 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 And that's the end of the news. We are addendum dealt. Right. We have been tuned into Netflix, I think. Yes. Yes. Mm. To watch what, when I saw the trailer, I thought looked awesome. <laughs> Rebel Moon. Pause for music. Unfortunately, the trailer... What's the best thing about it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to say my piece and then I'll shut up because, you know. I didn't realise until Real Keith told me that this had been a rejected Star Wars plot. He told me this after I looked at him with plaintive, pleading eyes (laughs) and said, this is like someone tried to rewrite Star Wars but forgot all the joy and fun. Yes. It was awful. (laughs) There was, at one point, see, I... Gave up after 14 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> 14? Yeah, wow, okay. 14. Well, it's a bit less than me. Yeah. I got quite interested when the um, the villagers seemed to be Vikings. Yeah. I yeah. thought, oh, that's, that's quite yeah. interesting. Then they turned out to be wussies yeah. and were bullied and murdered and shit. <laughs> and I pretty much was just, I was there, but I wasn't there much. But yeah. I was there enough to know that someone made an heroic sacrifice and I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I did not care about any of these characters at yep. all. Yep. You Absolutely. were playing Magic Island for most yeah, I was for most. I was on Zombie yeah. Island, Zombie actually. Island. Yeah. Yeah. How can someone possibly submit something like this as a Star Wars thing and forget that Star Wars is fun yeah. and Star mm. Wars has a sense of humour? Star Wars isn't nothing but murder and rape and... Oh, was, I just didn't like it. It was horrible. <laughs> Hard to argue. Um, I, I would say, that, yeah, if you compare this to Star Wars A New Hope yes. episode 4, whatever you want to call it in that place, the first few minutes of that, you've got a painted dustbin on wheels. It's got more charisma than any of the characters. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. 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 That's all. The, the, the director's actually based it Zack on... Snyder. Yeah, Jack yeah. Snyder's based it on the Kurosawa films. Mm, yeah. So it's come from the That'd same source. Yeah, 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 the same source. <laughs> Seven Samurai, yeah. when they did, as you say, when they did Star Wars, they took the ideas. And if you ever watch The Hidden Fortress, you yeah. can see the opening scenes and you can see the two people wandering across the desert and you go, oh yeah, that's C-3PO. Mm. But they changed it for Star Wars and as you say, they gave it a sense of humour. I can see that this is... 
almost like the prequel to the coming of the Empire. This is the Empire this is before part we, one. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Child of Fire. There is another film coming out later it. this year. This is this oh, is the Empire as it becomes established. Mm. But yeah. as you say, it's too dark. Yeah. Mm. Even Rogue One, where you knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm. you knew none of these guys were coming out of this alive. It was still fun. Mm. Yeah, yeah. K two S O and stuff. It is a Zack Snyder film. Yes, and as we have seen in the past with 300 watchman sucker punch <laughs> man of steel Zack snyder knows the story he doesn't understand the story mm. even when he's written it <laughs> even when he's written it you say watchman i liked watchman watchman there were some things that could have been easily cut and it mm. was too rigidly following everything step by step mm, yeah. i am watching an interpretation i understand some things have to be trimmed down i understand some things have to be reinterpreted i reading watchman i can put it down go and do something else mm-hmm. watching watchman i am trapped in the theater for three <laughs> hours <laughs> I'm, I'm just reading a review here by variety writer owen gleberman Right. And it says, whilst eminently watchable, Rebel Moon is a movie built so entirely out of spare parts that it <laughs> may, in the end, be for Snyder cultists only. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this, is, this is for the release, the Snyder mm. cut. Yeah. There is an extended edition coming. I know. Coming. I know. So it's <laughs> Jesus. Four hours. Four, oh, four hours? Four hours. Yeah. Which actually might be better, because maybe well, they've cut all the good character stuff this, out. This, <laughs> this is the but point. highly unlikely. If, it's, it's the point that I was discussing with one of the people at my old place over Superman mm. and over, uh, what was it? Um, Batman v Superman? No, not one, Batman, v, Batman v... Justice yeah, League? I think yeah. could have been Batman v Superman and Justice League. If you have to release an extended cut to make the film work, then the film doesn't work. Mm. See, I always yeah. thought you were being a little tough on Zack. I thought you were going doing Poor a Zach. Graham Harper to Zack Snyder. Because yeah. <laughs> like Crumbly, I was all right with Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. But having seen this, I hope peas get lodged in his nostrils <laughs> when he's got a sore throat, so he has to open his mouth and breathe really deeply past his really sore throat mm-hmm. until the peas have unfrozen enough to fall out of his nostrils. I'm going back slightly over my old... I don't ar- think she liked it. No. <laughs> I'm going back slightly over my old argument, and the fact that he doesn't understand it is Man of Steel, Superman. He's meant to be a Boy Scout. He's always up, boisterous and happy. While Man of Steel was the most depressing, colourless <laughs> film I've ever seen. I would defend the first half of that film. At the end then, when Zod turns up and it all goes bad. But, <laughs> but when he's trying not to be Superman, he's just going around the world and saving that oil rig and that stuff. Oh, that was great. But the moment that Zod turned up, forget it. But anyway, um, anyway yeah, we're film. talking about this. I'm- Cutting past a lot of that, which I have no disagreement with whatsoever, there's a kernels of a very good film here as the precursor. There's characters in there. You see the beginning of the Jedi with... I can't remember her name, but the one... I can't remember the character's name. Yeah. Uh, Duna Bay uh, from Sense8. Yeah, with her Mm. her two lightsabers. But it jumped into what are now a trope for Star Wars... You've got the two heroes going off to find someone that's a pilot and they go oh, to a Mos Eisley. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it wasn't they Mos Eisley, was in the, it? Yeah, and, the cantina, yeah. 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 and you've got all of that. And it, it had good ideas. It 
just mostly stolen, but yeah, yeah. I was going to say they weren't his ideas, <laughs> no, but, but the idea of the, the good idea of the the origin maybe of the the um, yeah. Jedi and the beginning of the kernels of what will become the Empire, but it just wasn't. Well, but that's the point, I, though. It wasn't meant to be a Star Wars film. So. I, I did like the point when I pointed out to you, oh, look, there's the not-Jedi. And you said, how can they do that? How can they get away with that? Because <laughs> it was blatantly yeah. lightsabers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some of the fight scenes were very derivative of uh, the, Ma- uh, the Matrix and such. I mean, sort of, you know, special bullet time and things like that. The yeah. overuse of slow-mo. This is a cool bit. I know it's a cool bit because he slowed it down mm. so we can... The only bit in the entire film that I think deserved the slow-mo was... Oh, what was his name? Uh, Dragon Hand? Dragon Lord? Uh, okay, yeah. one, of the, one of the rebels. The, the guy from 300, the painted on abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is when he leapt from the space onto, onto the, the space, onto the ship, yeah. and yeah. then got shot and stabbed. Right. That would have been a very good slow-motion call bit. It... Mm-hmm. It's significant, it's important. But because we've had so many other slow-mos for the sake <laughs> of slow-mos... That's why it's two it, hours long. It lost its emphasis. Yeah. There was, yeah, oh, he's dead. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was basically a setup for the next film. Yeah. Get the mm-hmm. gang together. Yeah. yeah. They defeat the it's, first boss, yeah. who doesn't really get defeated, and then on to the main film next time. Yeah. But this should have taken half an hour. Yeah. Mm. This, should, <laughs> should, this should have been the main part well, of so the main film. so many slow-mos. Yeah. Takes mm-hmm. it out. Oh, yeah. It probably yeah. was half hour. Yeah. But actually, one thing I did like about it was the world building. The environments all look great. Yeah. All distinct environments. Yeah. Again, that's because they were Star Wars environment well, yeah somewhat you had but the you, old west bit you had, you had, everything's the old west meets, meets it was, the, it was the, the massive backdrops with I, I, it, the gas giant jupiter in the yeah. background and the, mm. the, it looks it fantastic it don't did. get me wrong i think it looked beautiful yeah with all Zack snyder films i think they look beautiful but unless the uh, your basis of a story is any good mm. everything else is just window dressing well that's it you can't it carry a film on special effects no, alone mm. you can't Oh, unfortunately not. And the great cast. Yeah, oh, God. I couldn't necessarily name all of them, but, you know, oh, it's her from Kingsman and uh, Starship Beyond. Yeah. Uh, Sophia Boutet or whatever. Yeah. It's him from Guardians of the Galaxy, Demon Uh, Hunsu. I I don't know the guy's name, but he was from Game of Thrones and uh, The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... I, The fact we can't remember the character's name. Yeah, that's that's a... (laughs) That's a yeah, major point. Yeah, so you any can't. of the characters. No, you you didn't build up any connection, connection or empathy or or anything for yeah. them. No, really, there, there at was all. no group dynamic. No, it was completely devoid of any mm. form of humour and any form of emotional connection. Unfortunately, so yeah. If you look back at the original Star Wars, most of those actors were complete unknowns at the yeah. time. Harrison Ford, he had been a couple of things, but he wasn't a big name. No. But they were they, they, they integrated they brilliantly. They, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's face it, George Lucas is not a great director. No, but he they, really brought they, the characters out. They got. I mean, it's not even down to the dialogue because at one point they tied him up and got George Lucas to recite the dialogue yeah. as a pal, as a punishment. Yeah. But well, here we've got great actors who we recognise. Yeah. But nothing you know, to work they, with. They're yeah. wasted. They're Just to show shows wasted. how important the director is. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. The Star Wars film was not an original idea. Oh, no, no. Yeah. It was basically. Oh, so uh, cowboys was, and Indians. Yeah, it oh, was yeah. it was the hidden fortress meets the Seven Samurai. He's cheerfully admitted that. Basically, yeah. you can watch both of those films and go, oh, there's that bit, there's that bit, there's that bit. Yeah. But 
no one had seen it done in that way before. I mean, I remember seeing the opening scenes of, and people actually ducking where the spaceship came in yeah. over <laughs> our heads kind of stuff. And, okay, you had that whole, this was groundbreaking in terms of special effects and the audio and all the rest of it. But you still had an affinity for these characters. Yep. It wasn't the special effects that entirely carried it over. They wowed us. Yeah. yeah. And you went, my God, I love the, the lightsabers and everything else. But you walked out of there and you knew the names. Well, I, you I knew know, Han Solo. You knew mm. Chewbacca. You knew them all instantly. Exactly what you're saying. Remember I told you the first time I saw Star Wars, yeah. it was the first time I was allowed to be at the cinema by myself <laughs> and I was eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I sat there, and the bit really early on where R2-D2 gets zapped by the Jowers, I sat there blubbing. (laughs) Because I already loved that stupid little robot. As a small minor point, humour, would somebody get this walking carpet out of my way? There's nothing... Like yeah. that well, in the, Rebel Moon. No. Yeah, before anything's even start, we land on a plane. Are you sure this is the right way? I'm going the other way. <laughs> yeah. You've got these two robots bickering before you've yeah, even yeah. actually got into anything really that you know what's going mm. on. But yeah, this is... I felt like it was trying too hard to be moody mm. and worthy. It reminded me of those um, sci-fi films that came out in the 80s that were desperate to be Star Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just yeah, nothing characters <laughs> and a nothing story. It reminds yeah. me of a 15-year-old's writing. Oh, yeah. What the, um, they think the, is cool and deep. Yeah, and... The, the thug. Yeah. Was, yeah. Can I ask a question on the thug, the yeah. guy? Right, this is some, set sometime in the ancient past or the far future. We're not future, given a time. Given we're not given we don't a time. But what set. we do know is it's not based on Earth. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Why is he wearing like a, a suit? <laughs> and why do you look? Why did they look like Nazis? Well, yeah. Yeah. In particular, he's, with his he's wearing a shirt and tie. Well, yeah. the shirt and tie is known to be common through several galaxies already. But is it like only Swedish one wearing a shirt and tie? It's good enough for space balls. It's good enough. <laughs> and why was Anthony Hopkins' droid wearing horns at the end? I don't know, he was barely in it. I expected him to be a major character, but he was in the beginning and at the end. Did you get Anthony Hopkins for that? Presumably he's a bigger part of the next film. Yeah. But yeah, I say, if it was the prequel to Star Wars, I would sit there and go, there's a kernel of a good idea there, Mm -hmm. just badly executed. (laughs) If it's not the prequel to Star Wars, (laughs) I'd leave it there. Put it, it this way, isn't... put it this way. It's the first part of at least two films. Yeah. Yeah. I will not be watching part two unless I have to do it for this podcast. <laughs> mm. And if he has to do it for this podcast, he's going to make you all suffer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I hope it's going to really get stuck into the story, give it more time than the characters, I don't know. We'll um, do we know when it's due to come out? Because what, what bothers two... me the most is that I'm going to have to watch... it's not too far off. Oh, this mm. April? Oh, blimey. Yep. I'm still going to have to watch this April. one again to... Try and remember what's going on. I don't I? know when the no, I... oh, okay extended cut is coming out after the next part. That's about right. Mm. So extended cut is mid twenty twenty four, and then part two, the Scar Giver, is nineteenth of April twenty twenty four. So mm. weird. Just gets you, worse. You don't need to watch this one again. It will still make sense if you watch the second one. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't think you've missed much. It's basically the team getting together. Yeah, getting their bottoms kicked. Better, better mm. still. Watch uh, Battle Beyond the Stars or yeah. The Seven Samurai or Magnificent Seven. Mm. You still get the same idea. Mm, yeah. And yeah. I just Hidden watch Fortress. How to Train Your Dragon. Watch Hidden Fortress. Or June, I thought. Francis from Deadpool. I thought he was very Harkonnen. Yeah. Okay, uh, so right. overall, does this get the staggering stories thumbs up? 
Not this cut, anyway. We'll, we'll see what the extended <laughs> cut looks like. <laughs> Gee? Nah. I see a tumbleweed roll past. Yeah, we didn't like this one. Yeah. Very disappointing. But you chaps watch it. And then tell us what you <laughs> thought of it. Write to us via show. At staggeringstories.net <laughs> Can we say hello to him first? Him? <gasps> Sorry? Him. It was a very dramatic <laughs> take of breath you did there. As in him over him. there. Getting cosy with hands. I know. I noticed this. Yeah. Right. Well, it's, it's Valentine's Day in a few days' time. Oh. Before we move on, one of our number is getting very cosy with another of our number over mm. in the corner. Yeah. I don't on stop top, it. <laughs> a top. A third of our number. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a, a lot going on in that corner. A menage a trois. One, two, three. Hello, Hello head of Pertwee. Hello, Hello handles. Inky McSquirts a lot. Inky McSquirts a lot. Moomin. Day of Zilla the Mighty. Terence Hilda Nognacker. Nazi Churchill. Various Nazi Churchill. No, no. Nazi spot. Dangerous Churchill. Sorry. I think you should stop Terrence. now. Move in. Move in, yeah. Fold it up and lent against a radiator, Clara. <laughs> the orange glow. Yeah. If her head was any higher up there, she'd be giving herself a... <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. We have heard this about her. <laughs> well, she's very double-jointed. It's as subtle as a cat. <laughs> um, some of us... Have been watching some DVDs. Did a Blu-ray, my case, mm-hmm. or a Blu-ray? Yeah, Blu-ray, my case. Blu-ray yep. streamed. But the one thing they have in common is they were all Doctor Who. Pause for music. <laughs> Which Doctor Who was it we were watching? We were watching The Web Planet. Ah. Mm. Doctor and the Zabi. Yep. yep. We all knew it back in the Target novel right. days. And the Monoptera. And, and, and I do have a confession to make. Yeah. I have never actually watched this. No, this is the first I, time for me yeah, as well. I, I'm aware of it because I've read the book. I've read yeah. the book many, many, many times, but I, this is the first time I saw it. So I've seen it. You were only a baby lad when right. it came out. I, I saw it streamed. One episode at a time over my lunch hour. Okay. So over a week yeah. of my lunch hour. I know I will have seen it at least once before because I did do the entire run from mm-hmm. An Unearthly Child up to, I think it was David Tennant at that point. So okay. I know I have watched it at least once, but I couldn't remember it. But I also do know that this was the first Doctor Who I kind of like was associated with. Because I had bigger brothers and sisters and they bedtime reading to oh, me yeah. was Doctor Who and the Zarbi. <laughs> okay, so I knew about Zarbi's and Minotchas yep. long before yep. I'd actually even re-seen it on DVD or video as it was then. <laughs> the reason why I decided to watch it as it was intended is because I've only read the book. I can pace it much quicker reading the book and it was actually televised. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. yeah. This was my birth episode as well. Oh, oh really? Yeah, this Blimey. one went out while I was being brought into the world. <laughs> yeah. So it's February was... to March 65. Yeah. This was one of the more stranger episodes I've seen. Mm. Yeah, they went it out there, tried to make it 
properly different and alien. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think it's the only story so far to have no humans or humanoids in it apart from the main cast. Mm. Right. Or yeah. yeah. everything else, all the other critters in there are mm. defiantly alien or oh, defiantly yeah. different. They don't yeah. look human. Now, my first mm. question is, why did they smear Vaseline over the lens? Ah. Uh, they, they smeared Vaseline over the lens. One, to get the, the idea that you're on a different alien planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Two, I think it's more of a production thing to hide the obvious backdrop <laughs> of, of the planet's surface. Oh, yeah. I think it was referenced in it something mm. to do with the, the light on the planet. There, there's a weirdness to the yeah. light, and I think that's what they were playing with I as well. I think uh, Barbara and Ian's KY jelly has exploded <laughs> in their hands. Because mm. yeah, all, all the exterior shots on the planetary surface... On the surface, yeah. On mm. the, not, yeah. not when they're in the caverns or... No. In the animals. Yeah. It's something to do with the atmosphere. Yeah. Are all very smeary. And a lot of that was shot on film as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ealing, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The rest of it was shot at Riverside in the studio. I like the fact it opens with Barbara having a drink in the in the console room. I'm sure that's wine. She's glugging there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it takes di- yes, yeah, yeah, straight after the Romans. Yeah, well, yeah it yeah. takes directly off after the Romans, which we did uh, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago. I can't remember. Mm. I know we've done yeah, it well, recently. Yeah, we did it recently. Yeah, I love the acting from Barbara in this. That whole bit with her arm. Yeah, uh, evil arm. Yes. The, oh, yeah, evil, take- evil hand. The way she did it so... Naturally. Naturally, yeah. Yeah. It was like you're looking at her face and then going... Hang on a minute, it's something else going yeah. on on yeah. the camera. Also, yeah. went for it. also I, I think besides the minor bits where she's been told to, or the script has her whimpering, simpering because she's been threatened by this mm-hmm. alien creature, Barbara very much takes charge. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the Aztecs, really. Yeah. yeah. The, She's off on her own for virtually the entire story. Again, yeah, the, the, the group are all split up into multiple groups. Yeah. You've got mm. the Doctor and Vicky... Ian on his own and Barbara on his mm, own. Yeah. But certainly, they they t- she's taking charge of the bits that she's in. Yeah, she's good. She's um, not passive. I found it very interesting story in that initially you've got these very pretty butterfly wasabis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Then you've got these ant creatures that you can't understand. They're the zabi. Yeah, zabi. The the, the, sorry, the Noctua and the zabis. And you're given the impression that the ants are the evil people. Yeah. And then mm. you've got the... That's the impression you get straight. And then yeah, you get that whole thing about, actually, no, the Monoptera are going to invade. So they twist yeah. it again. They mm-hmm. sort of like, actually, the pretty things are the evil the, ones. Are the aggressors. Are the aggressors and the ants aren't. Then it's twisted again. And then you yeah. get it twisted again, again. Yeah. that they're actually... Neither of them are the aggressors or yeah. the victims, so to speak. They're all in this together. They just don't know it. Mm. And I thought that was actually quite clever, mm. you know, mm. in terms no. of the storytelling. Yeah. One point I must raise, I mean, mm. in the early days, it seems that a theme that does you know, arise from time to time is that of a greater consciousness controlling creatures below yes. it. Mm. Yeah, maybe think of the great intelligence. Yes. Yeah, yes, and does, yeah, the nesting consciousness. Yeah. The, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. I did wonder if this was a precursor to what became the great intelligence. Yeah. Not just the, the lovely voice of the lady that was doing it, <laughs> yeah. but there was something about, yeah, I, I'm absorbing your intelligence, mm, I want yeah. to know who you are, I'm going to expand. And it reminded me, and I'm wondering if 
they used this as the seed of the idea that then mm-hmm. became the great intelligence later on. Yeah, different writers. Bill Stratton wrote this, and that yeah. was. Oh um, yeah, but yeah, we see I, it now where where there's stuff yeah. that's referenced back to the past. By I can writers. see where you're coming from, but I think it was more parallel developments. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the zeitgeist in the sixties. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. um, certainly in the earlier days they weren't so much right that story's done dusted over move on to the next thing mm. they, yeah, there okay. wasn't so there's no t- oh, no, there's connective no, material I'm thinking more in a I subconscious can, yeah. level yeah. That the writers have seen that and X amount of times later they come back to the same series yeah. and go, and it's just there in the back of the mind mm. yeah, yeah, it? it's intimated quite a few times that the Azabi I mean they're not really all that intelligent no, they're no. described as cows well mm. pretty much so yeah. but, yeah, but there again means <laughs> you, you don't have to go too far back you know, to see that Yes, that thing yeah, occur again with the uh, the Utsphere and such. Yeah, mm. I suppose yeah. so. Yes, yeah. yeah. Again, had a central intelligence mm. there. I think, unfortunately, this did suffer from, and you get it a lot. The multiple assistants. Mm. Yeah, we the haven't do- said the crew, have we? Yeah, you've Tardis got crew. you've got the Doctor. This is Vicky's second yeah. story. Mm. Third. Oh, third, third. Sorry, yes. If you include her, the rescue. The rescue. Yeah. You've got Barbara and Ian. So Barbara and Ian established. By that point, Vicky is the replacement for yeah. Susan. Yeah. Doesn't scream so much, though. No, <laughs> no. She gets separated off from them at one point and stuck in the TARDIS. Then she ends up staying with the Doctor. But mm-hmm. you've still then got Barbara and it. So you've got these three disparate groups. Quite well. They did it quite well, but they started to, apparently the, the, the grub things with Ian. <laughs> they had to invent those once they'd started filming because they needed something sorry, to do with them. The way they were hopping up and down. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought they all needed a toilet. Ultra. I, I had yeah. one major problem with the opera. Right. One major. Mm. Their their leader, the their head opera. Is it me or did he sound like Robin the caveman from me Ghost? Me as well. That's yeah. exactly who I thought um, it was. Muna, Muna, Muna in sky. And his same sono, tone of sono. voice yeah. as well. I, I can't, I'm sitting here thinking yeah. that's Robin. Yeah. I'm sure that. <laughs> it wasn't just me then. <laughs> <laughs> it really yeah. did sound like Robin. Yeah, it's very ambitious. Mm. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Clearly, didn't have the money. It is. It is punching way above its weight. <laughs> I mean, even the actions of the Monoptera, the arm movements, yeah. the, oh, yeah, the uh, very Resting Rosalind de Winter. She was credited yeah. as the the movement coach, yeah, as well as the, the also chief. Yeah, I, I mean the flying scenes. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's a couple of. I mean, in fact, they'd good, never yeah. fly on those wings. Is irrelevant, <laughs> but there's. Yeah, there was a couple of Some good flight yeah. scenes yeah. and that kind of stuff. Also, also, I like to point out, which I loved, that seemed to disappear in the 70s and early 80s of Who, is the actual attempting to portray different technology. The crystal radio. Yes. Mm. Ah. You know, uh, uh, depending on what position it's in is how you, when you speak, you move it, you listen, mm. you move it back to like a, like a radio. Yeah. Now that disappeared in the mid 70s where you had Daleks operating switches rather than. <laughs> yeah. Something mm. which is suited to their. Yeah, their suited their, yeah. to their plunger. I watched the making of afterwards. There's one scene in it and. I thought nothing of it, and I don't think any of us would think anything of it because we are so used to having mobile cameras. Yeah. Everything was done on a great big, yeah. heavy, static camera. Pedestal. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah studio stuff. Yet yeah. there's a shot of them looking down on them as Ian's looking up. Yeah. He must have used a mirror or something. They did. Mm. Apparently, they actually put a mirror above the cast. Yeah. They acted, mm. and they filmed with these cameras 
up onto the mirror. It looks yeah. like an overhead shot. Mm. And as a modern viewer now, you just see that and it just passes on. Yeah. But no one at would have time. seen that before yeah. at the time Boy. because they didn't have overhead cameras. No, yeah. <laughs> on a film stage, you could do it because their cameras are a bit smaller than the video cameras they had in Riverside in this case. But yeah, but I was quite impressed by how they realised the Zabi in particular. Yeah. You could mm. tell clearly it is, but the, the legs were a bit too humanoid <laughs> yeah. unfortunately but I don't know what you could do about that but yeah. quite well done I imagine back in the day on a small TV screen people hadn't seen anything like this before yeah. it must have been quite yeah. incredible yeah well, they counterweighted them as well, didn't they? Because their, mm, right. their legs come out of their their, their stomach and yeah. their arms were working the pincers. Yeah. So the ac- poor actors literally doing the whole thing mm. bent in half. Well, stooping yeah. over. Um, yeah. Bolted in. Bol- literally bolted thorax. in. Apparently yeah. they painted over some of the screws. It's a bit Blimey. like a Cyberman outfit. Mm. You get yeah. screwed in, so you better it. not You're, be hugged. Yeah. You're in um, there for the day. And they had a weight in the yeah. actual a counterbalance. Bump to counterbalance it yeah. so that they weren't trying to stop themselves from falling yeah. forward all the time. Yeah, one one thing I was explaining to a fake Crumbly was, um, okay, she, all right, she's never seen um, any of the web planets and the whole <laughs> idea of the Zabi. All right, it was obvious they were walking around on, yeah, on their legs as, mm-hmm. as such. Yeah, whereas with the Wirren... You had all six legs poking out of their thorax, but how were they moving around? Mm. <laughs> Shuffling around on, yeah, on tennis, yeah, tennis shoes. Yeah. It wasn't very mobile and it was static, but I loved the realisation of the animus, how that mm. was portrayed. Okay. You know, with the, the pulsing, swirling light underneath it and the, mm. the spider-like mm. growth yeah. over the top. Oh, and who who really liked the uh, lava beasts? Lava beast? Um, what are they called? Oh, the little nunus. <laughs> yeah, the woodlice. Teddy yeah. dubbies. Yeah. Oh, the, the the lava guns. Yeah, lava guns. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were quite cute, actually. <laughs> quite a dangerous swap with the explosion at the end of it and mm. the explosion yeah. of where it's fired. Yeah. 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 It's pretty yeah. much yeah. a guy shuffling around in his hands and knees. Knees. So. Yeah. I think there's only one time where you see one get lifted up and thrown, and that's yeah. empty at the time. There's <laughs> yeah. no guy under it. <laughs> Clearly, it just the, got out. From underneath it just before it was picked up. Yeah. yeah, and the one scene where it just shoots across the set, yes, yeah. it's obviously sort of just being pulled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but during which uh, there's a blatant bit where a door opens and you see a stagehand. Yeah. Mm. yeah, very blatant. I hadn't heard about that one, I saw it immediately. And also the other shot where one of the Zabies crashes into oh, the yeah. camera, <laughs> walks straight into the camera. It's difficult to see out of those there's, things. There's a couple of Billy Fluffs. Yeah, mm. yeah, inevitably. Yeah. But then you basically you had I think was it one retake? Yeah, if you're lucky. If you were lucky. If you're lucky. Yeah. Well, if, you, if you took that one retake, you were basically yeah. fired almost. meant to have three or four cuts on them. Mm, I think they did yeah. seven or eight, didn't they, in this one? Yeah. yeah. And also, there was one shot where you're looking down and you can see just at the top of the scenery, little two by four holding the scenery yeah. together. So there's, uh, like I said, one of the reasons why it was the, the front of the lens was Vaseline is certainly it's the backdrop is very obvious at certain oh, points. Yeah. But you've got to remember the definition of the tellies it was shown on. Yeah, that. Yeah. It may not have been so obvious. Yeah, this wasn't four or five high definition. To, it's, it was four, five, nine lines. Yeah. And it was on a 18-inch, 21-inch yeah. black and white yeah. TV. Yeah. So they could get away with it. They, they could, could get away they, yeah. with it. It would have looked fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You watch it now and there are bits of it where you sit and go, Oh, for crying out loud, <laughs> get on with yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's of the era in that it's very long. There's, you know, like we was discussing last week or last podcast. I would like to see this as a seventy-minute cut mm. or have, yeah, you know, condensed it down. Could definitely do it. And the Zabi, all that bleeping they did, <laughs> yeah, that got pretty old pretty Tedious. quickly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, so I mean, it's, it would have made a very good four-parter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would. Everything then is kind of almost like Dances with Wolves is now. Yeah, you know, Dances with Wolves came out and it's like hailed for the five minute shot of the panoramic scenery. Yes. Yeah. Every Doctor Epic story back then was a five minute <laughs> shot. Because <Yeah. laughs> we gotta fill this ice. We've yeah. got to film forty eight episodes this year. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I decided I'm going to stream this in my lunch hour and watch it one episode at a time and have a day in between. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't do not do it all in one. I did it in three, I think. Yeah. I, for something that was over six episodes weekly, it was actually quite an intricate story. Yeah. Yeah, you had to keep on the ball as yeah. to who was with what faction and... Mm. And I liked the fact, just for a change, you've got everyone going on about the an- animus... And then you meet the little grubs underneath, <laughs> and what? they called it something else. And I did like mm. the fact that not the whole plat they've had no contact yeah. with them up above. They know there's this nasty thing, but they've given it their own name. And yeah. I quite like that instead of this sudden thing that mm. everyone on a planet mm. calls the bad thing the same thing. The bad thing, yeah. No, people have different names from wherever they're from. Yeah, I don't know how that works with TARDIS translations, but maybe don't think about it too hard. (laughs) The the TARDIS translates what the person said. So if they say, my name is Bert, the the TARDIS translates Bert. That's what they've named it. The TARDIS hasn't decided it's the Animus. It must have to to translate names too, to some degree, for it to... But anyway, it doesn't really matter. And how did Ian get hit on? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Hit on! Also, it's an early appearance by um, Martin Jarvis. Yes. yes. He's one of the uh, Monoptera. He's yeah. the prince, I think, isn't he? I think he was the um, second one. swarm commander. He, yeah. yeah, the one who came in. Yeah, the one who had his wings. Uh, yeah. Uh. Apparently, Peter Purvis was going to audition for one of them as well. But <laughs> yeah. they <laughs> saved him for something else yeah. later on. They didn't say Martin Jarvis, though, did they? <laughs> no. no. He's completely unrecognisable. Oh, yeah. Completely. You just about hear it. Yeah. yeah. If you know. Yeah, if you didn't. But he was very young. It was one of his early acting jobs. Oh yeah, he was fanboying over um, William Russell, who was <laughs> a heartthrob and a big name back yeah. then. Mm. Yeah, that's I went into this with a very low expectation. I'd heard it's pretty bad. I'd seen a couple people react to it. Yeah, and they just didn't get it at all. I thought, <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be a hard, hard slog to get <laughs> over this. But actually, you're the one who suggested it, if I remember rightly. <laughs> no, it came up because it was a. Uh, on the answers to the mm. in the quiz, wasn't it? Mm. But yeah, I was actually pleasantly surprised. Yeah. It, it's mm. it is. not Shakespeare, but no, <laughs> no, don't. As I said, don't go into it with high hopes. Mm. No production issues. Yeah, it's clearly done to a very minimal budget. They spent all their money on the Zabi costumes, which are probably yeah. five fiberglass. Yeah, anything that's more than a four-parter done in mm. the way these worlds to modern eyes, the speed at which we like our TV and that now. Unless it's absolutely riveted, it's probably going to look a bit hackneyed and tedious and Doesn't dry. help that you've got the, mm. the Zabi who can't talk and can't communicate. It's bleeping all yeah. the time. Yeah. The, the wonderful sign actions from uh, William Hartnell. <laughs> <laughs> and his yeah. magic ring of power. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, the precursor to the sonic screwdriver. Yeah, yeah in a way. And the Monoptera throwing shapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I quite enjoy It's going to be interesting to see this one colourised because you kind of like think it's going to be black and white, colourised mm, yeah. into black and white. But what they were saying is that the Monoptra's wings, they were actually really colourful to yeah. be mm. like a butterfly's. Yeah. Mm. And the set itself is, is kind of... I've seen a colour photograph and it's very beiges and sat sandy hmm. more than anything else so i suspect it could be one that's that's quite a colorful mm. one to or there again it could be like an episode of the simpsons and yeah. use a lot of yellow <laughs> yeah depends on how they do it but it has the potential to be more vivid than you possibly yeah. expect it mm. to be yeah. and did quite well in the ratings too apparently mm. it peaked at 13 and a half million viewers which back right. then was very good so i think it did catch the imagination to an extent at the time yeah. back in 65 mm. We kind of knock it to an extent, but it was quite groundbreaking for what it was at it the was, time. Yeah, brave attempt to do a proper alien world. Yeah. If you have watched the Web Planet recently and have your thoughts, why not tell us at show at staggering stories dot net <laughs> and escape to danger. Do we have feedback? I think Catherine sent us something. Is it just audio or do we have written feedback as it well? It is just audio. Just audio. Nothing is just app. audio. No, no, but it's more whether I need to read anything off of the tablet. <laughs> no, no, dear, you don't need to read anything off the tablet. <laughs> She's put it on the wireless. Not the wireless. <laughs> the wireless. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to hear her voice, dear. Have you got the trumpet so I can hear uh, it Oh, better? yes, I've got one here. here. Why am I suddenly reminded of Hinge and Bracket? (laughs) There you are, dear. No, no, hold it to your good ear. Your good ear, dear. That does help. That does help. It does. Excellent. I want to listen to the archers. Well, you can listen to that afterwards, dear. Uh, Okay. Have some tea. Oh, thank you. Would you like a gin? Oh, yes. Oh, catch. I've wet myself. Again? So, yes. We have here a bit of audio feedback from Catherine the Dragon Maker. Hello, Catherine. Terence, it's Mummy. Hello, Staggerers. Hello. Hello, Hello. Terrence. Hello, Dave Zilla the Mighty. Hello, Head of Pertwee. I gotta say, I'm not sure why I'm sending in feedback this time. (laughs) No, I haven't seen Outland. My only connection to the film is when it shows up in IMDb when I'm trying to find out something or other about the show Outlander. (laughs) (laughs) Nor have I seen the cut-down, colorized The Daleks. I wanted to watch it, but apart from buying the DVD, I couldn't figure out how to do that over here. It's not on BritBox, Hmm. HBO Max, or Disney. One smallish rant. Mm. Why is it so hard to find Doctor Who on Disney? Is it because there's only four episodes on the site at this point? Yeah. There's no tab for Doctor Who, as there are tabs for Marvel, Star Wars, and their other properties. And you really have to dig through their offerings to find it. I think that would change Yes, doing a search works too. But as a Doctor Who fan, I'm rather offended. (laughs) Why is the mouse not catering to me? (laughs) (laughs) Harumph. Ranting aside... I guess this is just to say that I love this podcast. Mm. Y'all might have noticed. And that's why I keep writing, or now talking, (laughs) to you all. I look forward to listening every two weeks and want to make sure that you have some feedback each episode (laughs) when I manage to get it in on time. I'm really racing the clock this time. And just for gets and shiggles, I wanted to let you know that through a totally unexpected series of events and the generosity of a couple of amazing people, mm-hmm. I am going to Galley this year. Oh, oh, as of a couple days ago, 
And now I really need to check on my cosplay outfits and start packing. Yeah. Take care of yourself, my friends. Anon, Catherine the Dragon Maker. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Have a Thank lovely you. time. Yes. Brilliant time. Yeah. Yeah, when is that? Can it be a week or two away at most? They've only got 65 more tickets left <laughs> as of this morning. Oh, they still have some? Mm-hmm. That's rare. It's clearly dying a death. Yeah, clearly, yeah. <laughs> Thousands of people already here, yeah. If anyone else would like to send us feedback, <laughs> spoken or written, you can do so via show. At staggeringstories.net. <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Aww. But never fear, in the next one, there'll be more of the same. Mm-hmm. More fun for volatility and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So, until that... K for Catherine... Kind of kinky horror. <laughs> Kleptomania. Kicking Kajagoogoo through Kidderminster. Kale- kaleidoscopically. Comes knifing its way towards us. This is me, Crumbly, saying, be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. I haven't missed that. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 439, featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake, Keith Jean Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente Day production for www.staggeringstories.net. I'm your egg, not him. (laughs) He's a much smoother egg. Good luck editing this one now. (laughs) It's just his egg is much, much smoother than yours. No no disrespect, (laughs) no disrespect, but he has had a smoother egg or has had an egg for longer than me. Oh, yeah. And you occasionally have ones that desperately try to foliate your egg. Yeah, they're pretending to be everywhere. (laughs) I have to go in and ask for the fuzz to be trimmed back. (laughs) And a haircut as well. I keep meaning when it gets to as long as it was, he looked like Einstein had had a really bad accident with a lawnmower (laughs) and everything else was like... But when it gets like that, I keep meaning to go out and buy some fuzzy felts and then just put a dinosaur montage on your head. As it is, I do get the idea that I may need a haircut when you stand behind me trying to plait the back of my head. Well, it was ridiculously easy to do. (laughs) I can't participate much. No, no, I know that. I've forgotten what we watched. Uh, Ro- Rebel Moon? Rebel, Rebel Moon. Moon. I, I think you can participate slightly with quite an important piece of anticipation. Ooh. Or participation? Participation, yeah. <laughs> Can't remember. What did you think of the film? Yeah, you know what I thought. Yeah, yeah. that's the major... <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> I do apologise. I keep hitting the blooming <laughs> microphone oh, Keith, tonight. what was that dream I had? Oh, I don't know. What with one? Adam in it. Oh, okay. Oh, it was a really bad one, wasn't it? It's probably one you hadn't told me. Yeah. No, I thought I told you about it on the way to Tesco's and you had an, an incident that involved laughing and crying at the same time. Oh, you were doing something really horrible. I wish I could remember somebody? what it was. I, I seem to have blanked it out. Yeah. Damn. I'll remember and I'll send you a message on Facebook. Okay. Such an itchy nose.